0: First episode of the Buckeyes a broadcast I'm your host Ryan Vonderhaar I work as a coordinator within education abroad here at Ohio State specifically my role is within the College of Food Agricultural and Environmental Sciences uh, our team has created this podcast as an additional way to get information to you all. on this channel you'll be able to find podcast episodes about nearly everything education abroad Specifically, we will be hosting guests to talk about education abroad programs. Now, here at Ohio State, I primarily work with faculty-led programming. I'm saying that with my fingers up like quotation marks because maybe that's a word that you haven't heard before. That's terrific because on this episode and on the podcast in general, we're hoping to be able to shed a little bit more light on uh, some of the options that are available to you. So faculty-led programming is just another one of the types of Of uh, education abroad programs that we are here to share with you about okay so this episode today uh, specifically dives into those different types of programming here at Ohio State Uh, our number one goal within education abroad is to be a resource for you to help fulfill that goal we want to make sure that we lay a foundation to help you learn exactly what exciting opportunities there are through education abroad Uh, and what exactly, you know, of those opportunities, uh, you know, might be right for you. We want to help everybody understand that if education abroad is something that interests you, then we are here to help you find the the perfect program that is the right fit, right, for you. So hopefully, you know, in this episode, we're able to Debunk maybe some of the myths that you might have been holding on to about reasons why you know education abroad isn't for you. Uh, we have some terrific guests in this episode that are experts on what they are here to talk about, uh, and you know specifically we're gonna t- we're gonna dive into these different types of programming. And each each one of our guests is gonna kind of talk about you know what they are an expert on on their own. But after this episode, if you listen to it uh, in its entirety moving on from this point, you should be able to look at the rest of our feed and, you know, just from the title say, okay, I think this is something that I might want to learn more about. So today, thank you for tuning in. I'm excited that you're here. Um, And please just sit back and relax and enjoy the first episode of the Buckeyes A Broadcast welcome in to the oia a broadcast thank you for joining us this morning Uh, we got a couple of great guests and we're excited to talk about uh many different things we're hoping that you all use this as a way uh kind of an introduction into uh some of the things that oia and especially education abroad has to offer one of the great guests i have uh joining me this morning is Jeannie simmons Jeannie is the director of education abroad within oia and is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, kind of what OIA has to offer, especially within our uh, our realm, and uh, kind of some of the different resources that we have available to students. So, Jeannie, if you just want to maybe introduce yourself.
1: Hi, Jeannie Simmons, Director of Education Abroad.
0: Great. Um, and a- after we get done chatting with Jeannie a little bit, we're going to talk a-, a little bit about a few of the different types of programs that we offer within Education Abroad. Uh, Some of the great uh, experts that we have joining us this morning, uh, Luis Yayawi is going to talk with us about uh, Education Abroad faculty-led programming. Uh, Jenny Jenny Kraft is gonna talk about uh, third party provider and direct enroll and Elizabeth Angerman is going to talk with us about exchanges i 'm going to have them introduce themselves a little bit after we get done ta- chatting with Jeannie so that the folks at home can definitely understand uh, <laughs> the differences in their voices because this morning we do have a couple different uh, different different people chiming in but Jeannie, if you would just talk with us a little bit about uh, just, just education abroad, and even OIA, and kind of the value it brings to students, and uh, and the role it plays uh, within within a student's kind of kind of college experience.
1: All right. Well, thanks again for having us. And um, the wonderful thing about being part of the education abroad team is that we're part of the Office of International Affairs, which is a one-stop shop for all things international. So, even if students are looking at traveling for education abroad opportunities, there's still also wonderful opportunities they can pursue through the Office of International Affairs to have a global experience on campus, through global engagement, through English conversation partners. So anything international really does run through OAA, which is is wonderful. Um, As far as the education abroad team, um, we are a group of um, uh, professionals who work uh, with students no matter where they are in the process. Um, whether they are just thinking about studying abroad, whether they have it all figured out. Um, We are happy to talk with students throughout this journey as they're just even maybe thinking about studying abroad, all the way on to preparing students to apply, help select a program, prepare the students before they go abroad. We're a resource when students are actually overseas as well as when they get back. So really do like to emphasize that we're here as little or as much as a student needs us to help them through this. Another thing that we always like to point out is that education abroad is for everybody. It is for all majors, um, for all students, whether they um, know a language, uh, a foreign language, whether they've been abroad a lot, whether they've never been on a plane or been out of the state of Ohio, there is an opportunity for every student to take advantage of this experience. Um, That's probably no surprise to our students. Um, Buckeyes have lots of great experiences. Um, here on campus take advantage of. And so the diversity of opportunities really is reflected in our education abroad offerings as well. Um, We have programs for as little as um, a week all the way and up through a year. And you'll hear more about those um, different opportunities from my colleagues here shortly. So it is something that I think um, we really want students to know that um, it is for every major. It's relevant no matter what students end up doing in their life after Ohio State. um, There's a lot of hard skills and soft skills students get from studying abroad that are applicable to new, no matter what it is that they do. Um, just getting um, the opportunity to see the world through a new lens, building resilience, being able to have a whole new perspective on things. It's incredibly valuable and pretty critical actually at this point in our in our world for students to have these skills and understand what it's like to um, walk in another culture's shoes and to get that. It's something that uh, future employers Uh, really look uh, favorably upon as well so people are kind of thinking about um, the short-term experience it's you know the short-term gains are great it's fun it's exciting you learn a lot about your particular topic you have you know a wonderful summer semester abroad but there's also these long-term gains that um, often students don't necessarily think about that the fact that it can look really great on a resume and that it's something that they can draw on literally for the rest of their life. The skills that they gain, the hard skills and the soft skills from having this experience are really quite something. So um, while we do have these diversity of programs, they all do have some things in common. Um, Our programs all offer credit. Um, They're they're very um, academic in nature. Sometimes the academic component can look different than it does when you're you're here on campus, which is exciting. Um, They can be really quite experiential, but they all the ideas with proper planning is that students will gain um, academic credit that can be used toward their requirements here. Um, so it shouldn't be putting students behind. So no matter what experience students pick, they would be earning academic credit. They're enrolled at Ohio State while they're gone. And um, there is an the opportunity to apply for scholarships, uh, maintain your financial aid. And um, a number of other ways to help sort of uh, make the programs as affordable and accessible as possible. So, there are a few of those things that all of our programs really have in common, even though they all can look pretty different.
0: I think that's perfect. Um, you know, Education Abroad has a lot uh, to offer for many different folks, especially, you know, we, we, we're, we're trying to kind of tackle that myth of. You know, folks coming out to college and they're thinking, well, you know, I, I, education abroad, you know, it sounds fun, but maybe I don't have the time for it, you know, or I, I you know, financially, it's just not a possibility for me. But, you know, I, I think it's a great thing to mention just some of the, n- number one, a lot the flexibility that we have and, you know, program type to be able to kind of cater to the needs of, you know, any student that's that's looking for options within what we have to offer. So, Within that, I kind of want to start chatting with a couple of the other guests that we have today. I'm going to uh, reintroduce Luis Yayewi yeah, 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 um, to kind of chat with us about uh, faculty led programming and what that means when we say that word, right? So, you know, faculty led, when we, you know, if you kind of think of it in quotation marks, is, is one of our uh, it is our most popular type of programming when students are looking at different options for what we have. Uh, but Luis, why don't you just chat with us a little bit about uh, kind of what faculty-led means and uh, a, a little bit more about what it looks like for a student.
2: Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me today. So I'm going to talk a little bit about faculty-led, as you said. So the the answer is in the title. These are programs which are led by faculty. And we use the phrase in education abroad born and bred at ohio state and that's really what these programs are these are programs that faculty have developed within their specific department or on behalf of a department which they then lead overseas so typically in length these are our shorter term programs they uh, go over winter break or spring break Um, But the big bulk of these programs actually travel during May, uh, that summer four-week session, which falls right after spring, but before summer classes start. Um, These are a great way to get a shorter-term experience outside of the US. As again, Jeannie mentioned, these programs are for academic credit but they can be, depending on the programme option, um, open to all majors. So you have the chance on these faculty-led programmes to meet people that you might not typically have met in your regular season classes here on campus. Um, And you get the chance to really have a kind of intensive experience, an immersive experience overseas with local expertise, but also the faculty expertise. Faculty-led programmes are by design very intricate, because of the, um, the leadership we have and the expertise they have, but they're condensed into this smaller, shorter time frame. So students will often come back having done a very busy schedule overseas, led by the faculty who have the expertise in the area, and with a really good foundation to start working on. Um, for other study abroad programs, these are often a stepping stone for students who are looking for a longer term experience overseas, but also students look at these as an opportunity to explore different areas of of education, of, of conversation and, uh, and confrontation. So the arguments for faculty-led programs are that they're challenging, they're short-term, they're busy, um, but they are for academic credit that you can apply towards your, your major. Many of them carry GE credits. They're also useful for students to take if they are looking to fulfill um, one of those general educational credits that they need. And the time frame allows students to really continue with other areas of their life. So students who have worked during the summer, who are looking to intern. Um, these faculty led programmes, because they are shorter term, let students come back and have other experiences or responsibilities that they need to commit to.
0: That's perfect. And, you know, I always like to add this in when students are talking about, you know, the different type of programming, they might be looking at um, Faculty led might be, you know, a way that As we were kind of talking about some of those myths right when a program might fit into a student's a student schedule, you know, the majority of them are, you know, offered over the summer, but If a student's looking to travel over spring break or even in winter break, that is another time. Those are some other time frames when faculty led programs uh, are added and and those credits are just, you know, uh, can be taken in addition to uh, the credits that a a student's going to take when they're taking their, you know, quote unquote normal, you know, semester courses. So really, you know, faculty led programs unique in that way that you can really find a time if you want to, if you need to have to sneak, you know, that time in there uh, during, during your college career. So, yeah. Thank you, Luis. I think that was a perfect synopsis. Uh, Next, we're going to chat with Jenny Kraft, who is our uh, specialist that handles our third party provider and direct enroll programs. Jenny, how are you doing this morning?
3: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Ryan. All right. So we're going to talk about both third-party provider and direct enroll programs. We'll start with third-party provider programs. Um, These are semester, full academic year, and/or summer programs that are actually run by someone else outside of OSU. Okay, but they've been reviewed in terms of academics, health, and safety. And approved for OSU students. As Jeannie mentioned, students always remain enrolled at Ohio State while they're studying abroad, and this um, is no exception. Okay, so they're run by someone else. Who that someone else is can vary, it can be another US um, institution. Um, For instance, the University of Minnesota, um, we would consider one of our program providers because they offer um, a menu of programs to non Minnesota students Um, these programs can also be offered by A nonprofit organization or a for profit organization. Okay, so these are the middlemen the middle people who are packaging the experience who are um, helping students get connected with a foreign institution. um, Helping them apply or they are actually putting together a study center abroad, which is specifically and only for education abroad students So there is a bit of variance um, in the format of of these programs, um, but it can allow for a great deal of immersion, particularly if a student is um, Taking courses at a um, comprehensive foreign institution. Okay, so while you're not with a group of OSU students necessarily with these programs um, We can send one OSU student on these programs, we can send 20. So you may or may not be with other OSU students, but um, you are going to meet um, the other American students who are on the program. Um, These providers will work with colleges and universities across the U.S. So you can have that kind of home base of um, students who are going through the same experience as you. And then typically most third party provider programs have staff both in the US to help you in the pre departure phase through the application process, all of that, as well as in country. So you do have an extra layer of support. You are not Um, on your own, so to speak, in country. You have these staff members who are employed by the third party provider who are doing, you know, airport pickup, orientation, helping to make sure that you're enrolled in the classes that you need, and then they're on hand as sort of a safety net throughout the experience. Often several excursions will be included as well, Um, but then students also have the opportunity to plan their own independent travel. So it really is kind of a stepping stone from the faculty-led program where students who um, are interested in um, having a little bit more of an independent experience, but they don't want to go fully on their own, um, this is a nice middle ground for them that um, offers quite a bit of support but they're not managing your, your every move necessarily, okay? Um, all right, so in terms of direct enroll programs, um, these are then a step towards further independence, I would say, okay? So these are programs, again, OSU has reviewed them um, in terms of academics, um, health and safety, all of that, Um, but they are a relationship that we have directly with um, an international institution. Okay, We do not have them the provider in there um, covering some of the middle ground. So they do tend to be more independent in terms of the student experience. Um, Students are enrolled at the foreign institution as an international student just as international students are at at Ohio State. And so you really are kind of navigating more of the the bureaucracy on your own. Um, These programs may be offered on a semester or academic year basis. Primarily, there are a few summer options in the case where we're working with more of like a language institute. Often though, these programs are ones where you are enrolled at a A comprehensive degree granting institution and and you were just there temporarily um, as as a visiting student. This allows for um, a great deal of immersion. Okay, so while it requires the next level of independence. You are then taking a courses alongside locals and/or living with locals in most cases, and really kind of you know exercising some of those skills that you began to develop when you came away to college and you started doing things on your own. Any
0: perfect uh, perfect summary. Um- I, I just wanted to kind of chime in and, and talk a little bit about, you know, th- these all of these, these three different types of programs are four, you know, however we want to we count them. But, you know, with faculty led staying on one side of this, you know, kind of spectrum when students are, you know, when we're talking about faculty led, it's kind of like, you know, I, I want to go, you know, I want to go somewhere. I want to experience an international uh, experience or an education abroad program, but I'm not sure where to start. You know, faculty-led can be a great place for those types of students that, you know, most of it is is literally written into their agenda. You know, day to day they're being directed as to where to go or literally transported there. Uh, and kind of as we, you know, with faculty-led on one side of like, I love how you said independence, right? Um, you know, with faculty-led on one side of, you know, most of the details are being taken care of, you know, for you. Uh, You kind of have these third party uh, provider and these direct enroll programs somewhere in the middle of, you know, some stuff is going to be included as part of this, you know, program and then other things are, you know, I'm just an international student, right? I'm enrolled in another uh, institution and I'm, I'm taking courses that the credit is going to benefit me, you know, back at Ohio State. But you know, I'm getting these terrific, you know, independent international experiences. So beyond that, right? As we're walking down the spectrum, I'm going to introduce our next guest, guest, Elizabeth Angerman. Elizabeth works with our exchange programs, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about what that means. Elizabeth, how are you doing this morning?
4: Oh, good morning, Ryan. I am doing really well, and I am excited to take you to the other end of the spectrum. Of I love it. Abroad programs. Um, I work with our exchange options that we have at Ohio State. Um, These are, I think, really unique types of programs and they're important to me because this was really the type of experience that I had as an education abroad student thousands of years ago when I did it. Um, And so I I know what it's like to do. um, And so this this is really, I think, colored the way I talk to students about it. Um, So I'm really glad that you've brought up this idea of the spectrum. It's certainly how I talk about it with students, um, because whereas our our faculty-led programs tend to be um, very tidy, very packaged, um, there is faculty going with you, there are other OSU students, um, and our third-party provider programs are Um, A walk in the independence direction, but still very supported. Um, Our exchanges and our direct enroll are going to take you really to the other end here where um, You have considerably more power as a student to shape this program in your own image. And on the one hand, I think that that can be gratifyingly exciting Um, as a challenge. It can also be pretty overwhelming. So I want to underscore the fact that we are here to offer assistance and support with that. But I also really want to make sure that we understand that the exchange programs are really going to favor those students that are very comfortable being independent, proactive, resourceful, that Um, are pretty comfortable with ambiguity because a lot of that heavy lifting that is normally done by someone like me or Louise or Jenny, um, that heavy lifting is really being shifted squarely onto the shoulders of the student traveler um, who is then going to be much more in the driver's seat to determine um, many of the aspects of the program um, that we would normally do for them. So I think having said that, uh, it's really exciting to talk about how these programs um, really can offer up the opportunity of both linguistic and cultural immersion because much like our direct enroll programs, you the student traveler are really working more directly with a host institution, with local students, with that local culture, Um, I have had students that have experienced culture shock before they even got onto a plane because that interaction with the host institution is already really different from what they've experienced here on campus. Um, And, you know, I think it's, it's really important to remember that there, there are going to be a lot of unanswered questions because, you know, part of the beauty of embracing a different culture and a different way of thinking about higher education is that they work on different schedules and they have different priorities and they have different ways of thinking about it. So a lot of our students are, are planners and they want to know exactly what courses will I take when I'm overseas. And a lot of our partners don't put that information up until maybe a couple days or a week or two before before the start of the term. So, you know, again, that tolerance for ambiguity is gonna be really important for our students going on exchange programs. Um, the students that do it though, I think are, are really able to cultivate that um, language training that I know a lot of them are um, very interested in either before they go abroad or after they're there. Um, exchange programs are gonna be semester or academic year length programs. So even the students that are not necessarily interested in language before they go find themselves really wanting at the very least to say hello and goodbye and thank you. And you know these quality of life phrases that are gonna really help them to interact more with the local culture and with the folks that they're meeting. Um, So I I think that it it really does allow students to sort of build in what they like, Um, so to that point uh, many of Jenny's third party provider programs will offer up packages that include internships or research or service, whereas um, exchange programs, you're going to figure that out on your own right and similarly Housing is something you are likely going to figure out on your own, Um, how and when you travel is to some extent going to be up to you. Um, So there really is this opportunity to to mold the experience. Um, The other thing I kind of wanted to talk about as far as those exchanges that just comes up in my advising a lot is cost. Um, Simply because students come to my advising very excited about the fact that exchange programs do not have a program fee. Um, You know, and our faculty-led programs already have that on a budget sheet. And our third-party providers and our direct enrolls, at least on the program websites, are going to show you kind of a price tag um, that can be very helpful. Whereas with exchanges, there's no billable price tag per se, right? Exchange programs are all going to be entirely out of pocket, which makes it very difficult to say what that final price tag looks like. But because you are navigating the experience yourself as a student traveler, um, you're figuring out your airfare, you're figuring out your housing. So a lot of that price tag is set by you, the student. so that's that's something I can offer ballpark figures, um, but that is, at least as far as a tidiness aspect, something that is really gonna fall more into the ambiguity column. Um, because the other thing too, is that um, most of it will be done in the local currency. So now suddenly it matters to you what the DAX or the Nikkei or the FTSE are doing because you need to pay attention to this as part of your preparation for a program like that. So um, I think that's one more way that exchange changes are really exciting as far as that immersion aspect but it's also just another aspect on the checklist as far as things that you the traveler want to be aware of Um, so again i think that they're really interesting experiences and i'm i'm always excited to talk to students about it Um, but they are the type of programs that are really going to want um, the very independent traveler
0: sure i think that's a an awesome, awesome, uh, awesome summary. I, you know, as I always think about exchanges, I always like to talk with students about, you know, kind of looking around on our campus, right? We have international students here. You see them, you know, you'll interact with them every, every single year with the with the high percentage that we have at Ohio State and kind of using that as like a frame. It's like, you know, y- this is available to you. You know, you can take, you know, this step to be an international student in, a, in another, you know, situation, obviously, just like we have them. Uh, just like we have them here on campus. So exchanges, I love talking about it in that kind of framework of, you know, independence, right, or freedom. So, you know, faculty led on one end, exchanges on the other, and then, you know, third party provider and direct enroll uh, falling somewhere in the middle, depending on what the, you know, what type of program it is. So with that, I thank all four of you for joining me this morning. I appreciate you giving me a little piece of your time and and uh, coming on to the uh, Buckeye broadcast. Um, I'm in the, in the program notes, I'm going to include some contact information in case students have individual questions um, to ask with you all. But uh, other than that, thank you all for joining. Uh, definitely appreciated uh, your time, and we look forward to hopefully having you on the podcast again sometime soon. In today's episode, we hope you learned a bit more about our different types of programming within Education Abroad. If you enjoyed the podcast, we hope that you subscribe to our feed in order to hear new episodes as soon as they come out. If you are subscribed, you'll be able to be some of the first folks to hear about the different types of programming as they're shared onto our feed. Please leave us a review and let us know what what you liked about the podcast and maybe what you think we could improve on in the future. I promise we'll be reading the reviews and using them to improve the quality of the content that we're putting out. After subscribing and leaving a review, I would ask that you head on over to the Office of International Affairs Social Media Feeds, uh, we have a Facebook account. You can find it at International Affairs at Ohio State. And then on Instagram and Twitter, it's pretty easy to remember. It is OSU Global is the handle of our Instagram and Twitter account. If you tag us on Instagram or Twitter uh, and also use the hashtag Buckeyes Abroad, um, there's a good chance that your post will be shared. So if you're looking for something like that, if you've participated in one of our programs, we're always looking uh, for more content to put out there. So make sure that you're always tagging us. Uh, and any of your terrific uh, uh, pictures that you're sharing. If you would like to learn more about any of our over 200 programs, uh, I would ask that you visit educationabroad.osu.edu. There you can find a search system that is extremely easy to use. If you've ever used Google or Bing or any of your great search platforms, uh, our our program works very similar to that. You can search by country, by subject, uh, and all of our programs are listed. If you ever have any general questions about education abroad, uh, please just give a call to 614-292-6101 or email abroadadvisor at osu.edu. It's t- uh, thank you for joining us today. Time for the NPR Style sign-off. This podcast is brought to you by Education Abroad within the Office of International Affairs. Our producers of this podcast are Ryan Vonderhaar and Charlie Gaber. And once again, we'd like to take our time to thank you for tuning in to the Buckeyes Broadcast.